Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. Yeah. Yo, 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 what's up? Are we ready? Yeah, bro. Are you, are you ready? Let's, uh, let's kick the tires and light the fires. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another podcast here at Chef's Meal. Today, a special episode. And I say that more so than ever because this is the homie. This is the man of the hour. The man himself, Mr. Marcos Steves, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me. We're... The applause comes in. But oh, since yeah. I don't have the... Yeah, I, since I don't have the applause kind of sound bite i can't really plug it in it's really it's really frustrating wait is it the sound or is it like the lady gaga song because you probably don't have the rights to that right i do that that. it's like it's that little sound bite where like ah like the little applause kind of yeah bit yeah Yeah, i got you i got you yeah so anyway look listen so i i've been starting this podcast now for quite a bit and a new segment all together inside of my own thing. And we I name it Chef's Meal because at least in my restaurant, I have a good 20 or 30 minutes out of my day where I get to kind of reflect in my dry storage, eating whatever meal that I can scrounge up before, you know, uh, dinner service and kind of powwowing with my compadres and kind of the same premise where we just kind of talk about everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you mentioned it before, and I'm, I'm actually going to tag it in between uh, our segment here. Uh, we were talking briefly about music, but before we get into all that, let's let's give the let's give the listeners like a like a background. Right. So, Casey and I went to the venerable Word of Life Bible Institute in uh, in upstate New York, and it's like a one year Bible college. And they just pound you over the head of the Bible, and there's some good stuff, and there's some other stuff. And uh, but I met a lot of cool people, and Casey was one of them. And uh, we kind of had a similar sense of humor. And then I think we kind of along the way <clears throat> figured out that we both love music. Um, and so we started jamming together, and we played a lot together. Um, mm. I still, I still play your version of, uh, the only hope cover, um, the switchfoot song. Um, I appreciate that. but like, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you guys don't know, dude, Casey freaking shreds, like he's so Stop. good. And, and like, it's funny cause, cause with his band Sunday Brave now, it's, it's more, it's more like straight rock, right? Yeah. Yeah, and like, but like, what I know of Casey is he's got this like soulful, like also this R and B side to him that like I don't know, I don't know, I I haven't I I apologize, I'm not super familiar with the Sunday Brave catalog, but like, what I remember of Casey is like smooth, smooth, like oh man, so so good. So we always had so much fun, like jamming together and um, and talking about girls. And he would always do this weird voice that he thought was super sexy. And it was probably more creepy. Can you do the voice? I I can actually. But uh, for the sake of my dignity, I would uh, refer that to another segment. <laughs> the Sexy Voice <laughs> Podcast, which you and I are about to start after this. <laughs> after this, exactly. <laughs> It's funny you mention that because it's been a while now. I don't know if you actually put it together. It's been like 14 years, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Our, it's it's a while. Our, every seven years, your cells regenerate, I guess, and you become a new person. So we're literally two times new people since we've talked. Ah, see that? And it's, do you still remember? I mean, I, I can remember it till this day, what exactly transpired on the first day that we were there at the Bible Institute. Can you can you kind of picture it still, kind of, sort of? Uh, I don't know. I was so dorky. I remember you in the <laughs> I remember you in the weight room. I have a memory of that, where you're just it's like an old hollowed out firehouse or something. 
just horrible old weights that make your hands rusty <laughs> and uh and i just, i just remember you 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 stacking the weights bro just ripping them. <laughs> for for everybody that's kind of uh like kind of confused what's happening so marcus and i met at bible college a while ago and my memory of the first day and this is i i actually told this to my wife and she's like what it's like, yeah, man, I was a different person altogether. The first day, I was kind of just going along the paces. We we had a meet and greet. And then I pulled my guitar out, actually. I was going around campus and whatever. And then I met you, and you had mentioned that you also played guitar. And then it was like a connection. I swear to God, I was like, this is my best friend for like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. We go back to the dorm. You got your ovation guitar, I believe. What was it, right? Ovation? Yeah, yeah. My sister cracked it in half because she was doing a cool spin in her room. More recently, she, like, broke it. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> so you grab your guitar. We then jam out uh, outside of one of the, I think it was a bookstore at that time. And we were playing some songs together. And then right there and then, we became... Brothers in Arms right there. Oh, totally. Yeah. So that was like the definitive first day of Marcus and I meeting. Right. And then I forget the actual song that I, I made you listen to, or rather I played for you. I think it was a Talia song. I just can't remember the name of it. Okay. But it's in my file somewhere, and that's where the creepy voice is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he'd be like, hello, hello, ladies. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, so, so good, man. And then we found out that, like, we had other interests because, like, we both love basketball. And so, like, we played ball together. Which, by the way, I don't think you know this. I actually tore my Achilles playing basketball, Casey. Did you? Yeah. I freaking, I was playing basketball with these, like, high schoolers. And I just, I was like, I'm going to play one more game. And my wife's like, okay, I'll go home. And then I freaking popped it. And had, uh, yeah, I wrecked myself playing stupid basketball. <laughs> With high schoolers, even. Yeah. I, I mean, I crossed, yeah. I was, I was fixing to cross a fool up. And then it felt like someone had thrown a baseball at my foot. And I was like, what is happening? And then my foot just stopped working. So, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> are you i mean i'm assuming this wasn't recently oh it was like two years two two years ago oh my yeah okay. long long yeah. road long road to rehab now i've gained a lot of weight because i was self-medicating <laughs> with alcohol as you do <laughs> oh my goodness wow i'm sorry i'm sorry no it's, it's it's all good man i can walk again i i could i didn't think i would be able to so i'm i got i got a lot to be thankful for mm. Mm. now the ankle thing it's funny you mentioned that uh whenever i do ball now and i that that's uh that's a sentence that i throw out there seldomly because one i i work like 80 hours a week that's at my restaurant that's too much but go on it is, <laughs> it is too much. Two, I do keep two rocks, and that's slang term for basketballs, in my, in my trunk that I just kind of, you know, I pretend that I still kind of do it. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I do do free throws. Yeah, I'm, I'm, ter- yeah, I'm yeah. terrible at that. I'm, 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 I'm thinking about switching to granny style just to try it out. <laughs> no, because it, you know, I want to relive my high school days and I played I played first string pretty much all throughout I played JV I even did rec ball and I was like I was a good 80% shooter pretty much yeah. perimeter you know yeah even so much so it's funny you bring that up because we did when we played ball together like I said man it's like Bash Brothers man yeah. I knew where you were going right would cut at the perfect time and the ball would just land and vice versa yeah no, we, we we were thick as thieves, as they say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, it's been it's been a long minute, dude. Yeah, it's been a long minute. Now, I, I do want to ask you this, yeah, because we're talk, still kind of going through the music thing. I saw 
your I want to say slash music video for your for your wife engagement is that an engagement video? Uh so that was uh so that's the song I wrote for her um and we it was kind of this whole thing if we want to get into me going to LA and stuff but I had a filmmaker buddy and he was wanting to test out some cameras and Ash and I had just started dating I think we had gotten engaged but it was literally just like a camera test and so mm. I took that video and then I intercut it with like whenever we had like a significant thing like when we went ring shopping I took a little video of her before or like mm. when I proposed I proposed with the camera like behind the ring and then mm-hmm. facing her so like you just caught her reaction and so like we I intercut all that stuff I made a little music video I recorded the song with my buddy at his uh, home studio and then uh, and then we I actually surprised her and she didn't know about it and I played it at our wedding which was <laughs> which was dope because I would have cried and ruined the song <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so that's long story long. That's, that's where that came from. Wow. Cause like, I, I just saw it. I kid you not, maybe a month ago. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, word, yo, this dude put in some work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, do you want to get into music? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so my progress, like Casey and I played a lot of kind of pop poppy music i guess and then i'm a i'm an actor i went to school for acting so i moved out to la and um i was doing the grind i got into a couple commercials and stuff like that um but i still played music and so i I was doing a lot of covers a lot of pop music and kind of fancied myself some sort of jason mraz knockoff like the walmart version um but from there i just uh, like that's right around the time where like mumford and sons really picked up and the lumineers head in the heart and then i kind of got into the older guys like avid brothers and just started kind of exploring that kind of folk rock genre and that really kind of woke something up with me um and so that's kind of the style i've been writing in now for the past like I don't know, eight or nine years. And so um, what this is all coming to, which I, I teased to you earlier off mic, um, I've, I think I'm finally ready to like get really serious and do a big push and get a band together. Um, yeah. And so the project's going to be called Norris the Terrible. Um, <laughs> the, Norris is my middle name. Yeah, and uh, the longer that I live on this earth, the longer I realize that I'm just a bad person. So that's hence the name Norris the Terrible. And uh, and yeah, I wrote a song the other day called "Old Time Feeling," and it's uh, just about all my anxieties and stuff. But like, it kind of it kind of solidified the direction that I want to go in, which is I want to I want to play folk type music and folk rock, but like I want it to be handled like it's rock and roll you know what i mean not like not like it's like a mamby pamby like singer songwriter thing like i want i want people to be like holy crap like that was intense and yeah you know because folk music a lot of times you know the stigma of it is that it's like this quiet introspective you know whatever so so yeah man i'm uh I'm giving it a shot. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to do it all. I want to do a record label. I want to do a tour. I want to like get really, really serious about it. Wow, that's oh, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy, dude. Yeah, I wish you lived nearby so you could play with me. Oh my god! As if, as if you have time. <laughs> Did I lose you? We're only five hours apart. True. Like, I can definitively, on my day off, just take a hike down, we hang, and then come back. That would be dope. We should set that up. No, no, seriously. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Because one, you have kids, so you can't really... Like, I have more free time than you, even though 
I work like teeth and nail at the restaurant. Right. right. Holy crap, do I ever have kids. I have two children. Yeah, man. How does that feel? Um, uh, the comedian Jim Gaffigan said it best. <clears throat> he said, um, imagine that you're drowning. <laughs> and then someone hands you a baby. <laughs> And then multiply that times two babies. And uh, no, I mean, I'm joking around, but I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard work. And um, and to flip back to the music thing just for a second, I wrote that song, uh, Old Times Feeling, and I, I played, I read the lyrics with my wife and I started crying because um, it just felt, it was like looking in a mirror. Huh. And, uh, and then like I made myself some lunch and I just sat and I just cried for like a really long time. And and honestly, Casey, the reason is is because like since becoming a dad, since moving from Hollywood, moving to rural Massachusetts, I've like I've stopped dreaming. Yeah. I, I don't allow myself to dream anymore because I have other responsibilities and priorities. And so that song unlocked something and I just started dreaming again and it scared me like it scared me really bad and I was like praying and crying and I was just like I don't know what this is I don't know why God you've given me so much like rad music that people hear it and they're like wow and then I'm like I don't know what to do with it and I'm really scared and like so it was just like it was really really a really cathartic experience for me. Uh, I would assume so, yeah, because that's it's to to dream while you were still able to, and then when you had the responsibilities now, aka kids, right. it felt like the dream was slowly dissipating. Right, and then once you found it again, you're like, oh crap, yeah. it's here. Right, yeah, and I mean, so I have a, a three and a half year old daughter named Addison. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, she's got a speech delay, um, so she's <sighs> anyway. She's uh, it, it's hard because her development's a bit arrested, so it, she's kind of a little bit more like a baby, even though she's kind of growing still, obviously. Um, and she's still in a diaper. And then we have a one and a half year old named Elliot, who um, is uh, probably also has a speech delay. Uh, a lot of times. Uh, if a kid has a speech delay, the second kid will usually also have it because they're not getting enough from their older siblings. It's kind of, I guess, something that's kind of normal. But yeah, so we have two kids in diapers and uh, that's been, uh, it's a big challenge, man. It really, it's a big challenge. And people say like, oh, as soon as you have a baby, like your life, like, You'll never like the instant you look at them, you'll be like, ah, this is it. I'm a dad. And like, Mm. I am somebody who doesn't like change. (laughs) And so, and it takes me a while to acclimate. And so I have, we get these kids and we have a kid and like, like the mom is so much more connected to the child because like she feels the child inside of her. They develop this connection already for nine months. Yeah. And then the baby comes out and then if the mother's able to breastfeed, then there's even more of a connection. And then the dad's kind of on the sideline. And yeah. like, I'm such a communication person, which is super ironic because I have kids with speech delays. Um, <laughs> But, like, I'm such a communication person that I want to hear their fears. I want to hear what they love. I want to talk to them. And, yeah. like, it's really hard because babies are take monsters. Like, they take everything from you, all of your energy. You are exhausted. You get up. You make her a, a sandwich for them. And then you cut it up. You cut the crust up. You hand it to them. And then they just hold it in their hand and then throw it on the floor. Because, <laughs> and you're like... F you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I just did stuff for you and it doesn't matter. And so like that's that's the battle of being a parent. But like the longer that I spend with my kids and the more time that I spend with my kids, like they're in. Like I I can't picture my life without them, but that progression takes time. It's not just like an instantaneous thing. It's not yeah. like like when you get married, I'm not used to using you know, um, 
the word wife. Yeah. And so it feels weird because it's just like, that's like, you were just my fiance. In fact, we didn't even use the term fiance because I was like, I don't even understand that. Like, you just became my girlfriend, you know? And I, yeah. I think so much of life is like, we just, we think that everything is instantaneous. And I think that is a problem with our culture, ultimately, where yeah. we, want, we want everything right now. And like, a baby's development is cool. It's super awesome, but it takes time. And my, and my back hurts all the time because <laughs> kids weigh a ton. <laughs> oh my goodness I could assume so I mean I don't have kids yet so eventually I'll get over you know to where you're at and I can I, I will definitely call you again I'm like you know what my back's a little sore today <laughs> dude uh, I, I, I clean the floor like twice a day I clean the living room and it's instantly a mess it's like it's it's a it's an exercise in futility every single day. Yeah. Like it's it's I told my wife this the other day. I feel like we work ourselves to exhaustion and don't accomplish anything. <laughs> Which is your kids. You know, you can't you can't tell them not to do it. They don't <laughs> understand what's right. going on. Right. And then and then like when 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 there is respite, when there is a break, I like the kids are watching too much TV, and then there's part of me that goes, "Hey, like that, you're a bad dad. Like they're watching too much television, or hey, you don't feed them the right things because they're picky, and so you don't make them try new things because you want the path of least resistance." Okay, mm-hmm. and then their their diet isn't as good as it should be. And that you have that voice in your head. So like it it's tough, man. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of like but it's it's all to me it's indicative of caring. Like if you care yeah. about your kids, you're gonna worry about that stuff. If, Correct. If you don't care, then obviously you're not gonna do that. Mm. That's uh <laughs> that's a bit of a handful, bro. <laughs> Dude, I, I am a handful. <laughs> I know, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's get back to this um because I want to talk more about your I want to say solo solo venture into the music, right? Yeah, I mean I'm gonna get a uh, I do want to get a band together and but I want it's so hard to like write because I have so much music, right? Hmm. It's so hard to be like, hey, I want you guys to be in a band with me and take ownership of the things that I'm bringing to the table. And you know what I mean? Because like it's, they didn't write it. So like they don't have an emotional connection to it because a lot of times, ideally you get with the band, like two guys write the music together, whatever, you know, there's more of an investment. And so like, it's hard because it feels like I'm like, Hey guys, come be hired guns for my solo project. But what I really want is people that are fully invested in this thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's just been hard. Like with my journey, I've always just kind of pulled people around me and been like, hey, because I had a band in LA called The Lifelong Montage. And Mm -hmm. I basically, my buddy could sing and I was like, you have rhythm, bang on this drum. And then the other guy had a, a great voice he played piano, but he didn't want to be in the band. Like he didn't want to do it. So I had to like convince people to do it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm really tired of that because even yeah. with, a, even with a quality product, like I, I, I want to be focusing on making great music, you know, but being in a band, you know, it's about yeah. managing egos and managing everybody and making sure people are happy. Um, so that's that's the other side of like because if it was if i was just gonna do a solo thing then i it's just me but i just i think the the way i've been writing it's just so it's so simple i'm not a great guitarist i'm not i'm a good i'm a good rhythm player um but like the style of music that i like is a little bit more simple and it fits what i'm doing but like 
I just hear it being so much bigger. Um, do you know that uh, the SOB song by uh, Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats? Do you know that song? I do, I do, yeah. Yeah, so like, like from the vocal perspective, like that's the kind of energy I want to bring to the music. And so, and so when I, when I made that distinction, basically the other day where I was like, Hey, I want this to be a rock and roll album. Like that really, to me, that took it out of the singer songwriter area. And I was like, Hey, I want to get players that want to make a rock and roll album with me because, because that even if there's acoustic guitars and even if it feels singer songwritery, I think that the, the pieces around it can be bigger because I I've been so um, I'm such a hipster like I I'm like like for a while I hated bands like first of all okay this is a good perspective are you familiar with Mumford and Sons catalog I do I am yeah okay so they they had their first two albums super inspiring to me because I love like I love acoustic style music even if it's an electric guitar where it's but it's just not overly synthesized you know it's still really yeah. raw I really love uh, the Lumineers first album like the way it just sounds so raw and then mm-hmm. what Mumford did with Wilder Minds just pissed me off so bad because they they basically use the Christian music processor that makes it sound like everything out. They be, like they neutered themselves. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. I read articles about it. Marcus Mumford talked about like, you know, we had been on tour. We had been using electric instruments, and so we wanted to implement some of that stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. But like they did something to his voice that made it sound like not him. And, yeah, and that that pissed me off so bad and so like for a while it was like I only want it to be this like you know like overalls bare feet like blowing on a jug and like banjo and just that core stuff but like I've been listening to a lot more music lately Um, I've been listening to Ben Howard have you listened to Ben Howard at all I think I know the name yeah you you gotta check that guy out um uh, uh it, it, ironically it sounds more like what they Mumford did on Wilder Minds but I I like it because it's his thing like yeah. I felt like Mumford changed their thing and I liked their old thing you know so yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm getting more open to like because I want to make a rock and roll album I I might play uh, electric on one or two songs or I might you know there might be distortion and stuff where i want it to really i, I want to do what the music needs i don't want to stifle the music into whatever box i think it should be in does that does that make sense no, no that makes sense because like even in my aspect right i don't i i i, I hate the music how it's kind of progressing nowadays everything sounds the same everyone has the same kind of producers everyone has the same kind of hits and it's pissing me off. So I don't I don't even listen to radio or any of the mainstream stuff. And funny that you, you mentioned folk because um, I, I don't know if you knew this, but the Eagles then they labeled themselves as folk music with a spank of rock. Like that was their thing. Right. And they're like amazing in their own right. They have their own sound, they still use electric, but the bare bones of it is straight up acoustic. Right. You know, and another point that you made, uh, the Avett brothers. Right. Now, one of my all-time favorite bands, just these two brothers, really freaking soulful, and just the way they sing. Aggressive. That, They're so oh, aggressive. It's just so encaptivating. I actually saw it, not, not really live, but they were on a live performance. Uh, it was recorded, and you can feel just the two of them really shaking this room and it's just two voices a guitar um i think the other guy was playing stand-up bass and yeah. another guitar that and right. like this drum right this little bass drum in front of him that was it right actually the, and, the stand-up bass guy that's uh that's their third brother ironically 
That's their third brother. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, so so um, for your listeners, if you guys get a chance, listen to Avit Brothers' Emotionalism. That, mm. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. It's one of those like cover-to-cover albums where you just want to listen to it all. Um, yeah, it's so good. But have you have you heard their song "Murder in the City"? I do. Yes, dude. I I think there's not a lot of songs where I'm like, that's the perfect song. I think "Murder in the City" might be the perfect song. Like, yeah, the story. It's just beautiful. It like, oh man, it's awesome. So yeah, like, and it's funny because I had this guy. I played one of our one of my songs at church one time. And boy, that doesn't fit because I'm like, I'm screaming these, these songs that people all old. And this guy heard it and he came up to me and he's like, uh, kind of sound like the Avid Brothers. You ever heard that before? I was like, that's the biggest compliment I think I've ever gotten. I think I'll just stop playing music now. This is, I'm yeah, good. that's it. You made it. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're special. They're, they're, uh, they're Mumford before Mumford. Um, like they've been doing it a really long time, um, yeah, man. I I don't. I'm just. I've been really inspired by a lot of different people. Um, just watching different players and um, tons of Tiny Desk concerts. I watch those yeah. concerts. So they're they're actually taking submissions right now, Casey. Are they? Yes, they take them for a month. Um, I think till like the 14th or something and the only qualification is you have to have a desk in your video um and then whatever sound and whatever players are in the video that's all you can bring to the tiny desk oh Uh, so that's super interesting and so i was gonna make a big push and see if i could get it together but i'm i i don't want to force it i don't want to like skimp on it i want to be like ready to go um, yeah. The, the only thing is that <laughs> I think they've been doing it for four, five years. And okay. Four of the or four years, three of the people that have won are um, POCs, uh, people of color, um, mm. and and one of them is Tank Tank and the Bangas. Have you ever heard them? I don't think so, bro. They're so awesome. You gotta check them out. Yeah. And then, and then the fourth person who won was like a guy with no arms who plays violin. And I was like, well, I don't think I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> we have two other extremities. Well, this one just has two. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I'm I'm excited, man. I don't like I said. I don't know the future, and I have to be careful because I. I can get ahead of myself. I'm. I can be impatient, um, but I feel like I feel like I got something good, and I feel like people need to hear it, which I think is kind of just the baseline thesis that everybody who pursues music should have. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like-minded people is what you kind of want to go for. You know? I mean, even with my band, it took me the first iteration of the band. We were kind of singer-songwriter with my stuff. Yeah. And then, but they didn't want to do it anymore. So it was just pretty much my uh, my drum player and I. And then the second iteration, these two people really wanted to be with us because they appreciated and liked the sound, and it became like-minded. And they're my other brothers now. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's huge, man. You gotta because like I'm so crazy. I've never really played with people that want to practice as much as me. Like I'll do, I'll do the same song ten times in a row. Like I don't care. Let's get it right. And yeah. like there, there's not a lot of people like that that are casual players. Like they'll practice the song four times, but they're not willing to do it eight times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's always kind of been something that frustrates me. But you know, I gotta gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. You gotta keep looking. You'll you'll eventually find the same person that's reflecting you in another person's body and then once you guys gel boom it's pretty much stars and everything yeah i mean let me ask you a question would you rather like you're starting a band would Mm. would you rather have an excellent pro level like 
studio quality musician who is a little bit apathetic and not super interested or would、mm-hmm. you rather have a pretty good player who's really interested and willing to put in a lot of work I'm always down for the second because one it's it's the effort that makes it the journey in my opinion right you know you can have you can have hired guns no matter what they will play the song to whatever you want but to find that person that kind of deals what you are feeling and actually willing to put in the work that's that's priceless yeah yeah no i i agree because i think like even i mean especially with this style of music and the fact that like i i think that there is a charm to uh mistakes in music、mm-hmm. um i think that they if harnessed properly like not like audacious like singing way way off key but like your voice cracks or like there's like different things that happen organically when you're playing music and i think that there's a charm to that and i and and to circle back i think that that's kind of what they're neutering out of music today they're they are they're, they, they're taking, they want everything perfect yeah they're taking out the human component and like and 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 I don't, and I don't know where my progression as a guitar player will go. But Casey, I don't even use pedals. Like I, you don't need it. I literally just, I will use a pedal,、uh, a tuner pedal. But like,、yeah. besides that, I'm like a plug and play. Like I'm just gonna plug my guitar in, and I'm just gonna rip it up, and then I'm gonna unplug and walk off the stage. Like that's that's、uh-huh. always been me. And like I, I, I appreciate the guys that are like. That have 15 pedals and they're trying to find their sound, quote unquote. Like I, pre- I appreciate that, but like for me, like I'm, I, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a phenomenal guitarist. Like that's not, I,、uh, to me, when the music is raw and super energetic is when it's at its best. And so I'm willing to not have a sustained pedal that makes it last. Like. I'm I'm willing to let the music be what it is, and I I think that that that'll also hopefully be the driving force of you know the band and the music. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because at least for I mean I carry I carry three pedals, right? One of which is a tuner, the other one of which is a wireless transmitter, so I don't have a wire on me. Nice. And then the other one is just a distortion. That's it. Everything else out of there because one I have to focus on singing. And that's my like my that's my number one thing. Right. I I should be the singer because I I am the voice. Two, I can keep rhythm, cool, and that's all I want to focus on. I don't want to focus on anything else. Yeah. Uh oh, I lose you. They will have、uh, all the other all the other band members can then just kind of fill in the spaces where it need be. Right. And that's how that's I'm pretty sure that's how we kind of have it formatted right now. They they understand what I want to do. They understand that I need to sing better than if I am you know playing the guitar because the guitar it's it is what it is. Right. Yeah, you play it, you're cool, great. There there will never be another Jimi Hendrix. It's 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 cool to impersonate him, but the man did something else that nobody could. But for me, my strength is songwriting、right. and singing. Right. And those are the two I want to focus on. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And like, it's been cool, like going back and like playing songs that I've written from like five, six years ago, and like they, some of them still make me cry. And like that, that's how I know that they still have juice. You know what I mean? That's how I know that I I still want people to hear them because because they impact me. And and to me, that tells me that there's someone else out there. That can be impacted by them as well, you know. Yeah, that's the end point. When somebody feels a movement in your song or gets a certain amount of feeling, I think you've accomplished what you're supposed to do. Yeah. No, totally. Do you have to do reads? What do you mean reads?、Uh, your ads. No, it's it's all、well, actually I do. Yeah, you have to follow kind of a a format script, but they give you a lot of examples. So like. So perfect into a little segue. Before we move on, just a quick word from our sponsors.
But yeah, that's it. Like after that, you kind of read the prompt and then you pre-record it and then you send it up to them and then they will approve it or deny it based on how much you covered. But like 90% of the time, it's I'm okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like easy. Cool. But sometimes it takes like two minutes. Hmm. Yeah. Like my one sponsor right now is Brandless and I, I order a lot from them too. Um, they want to cover a whole slew of things, which is perfect because all of that is important. But to kind of go about the whole process, it takes about two minutes to uh, to do the sponsor event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But word. So that's it, man. When can we expect this music thing? When are you trying to kind of push in it? Yeah. I mean, as of right now, I'm just trying to solidify some players. Uh, so my parents are actually moving up here. Oh, wow. Uh, from Missouri. They're moving to Massachusetts. They want to be near the grandkids. So that's going to open up your boy to have a lot more time to do things. Word. Uh, so that's super key. So they're not going to get here probably to like, I don't know, June. Um, mm. But like, what? We're talking about this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, they put their house on the market and stuff. It's super cool. I'm, I'm excited for them. And then my mom will be closer to... Uh, her um her sister and her niece and uh, and that'll be cool and then my dad who's full-blooded portuguese can actually be near like some portuguese communities here in massachusetts and um so yeah feel like he's not that far from home but yeah i mean i i'll keep you i'll keep you posted i'm not i like i said i'm in a rush like because i'm thinking about it all the time and i always want to be playing but mm-hmm. i'm also trying to like go through and kind of solidify things i'm going to talk to one of my buddies who's released two albums and and just be like hey like what do i need to do because i have so much music that i want to kind of it needs to be it's probably going to have to be a demo and it's going to have to just be a couple songs and so i want to put my best foot forward with that stuff um So yeah, uh, like I said, I don't have any like tight timeline or anything. I just want to get together with some players and start kind of honing things and, and crafting the songs and the composition um, and then see what see what comes of it. Because uh, I want to have I want to have some stuff nailed down before I start like, you know, trying to show it to to bigger people you know um but like the thing is i told my wife that like i'm not this like 19 year old kid with like a shaking hand going oh will you listen to my demo sir please like that's not me like i'm 32 years old and i know what i want and i know what i have and so and so i'm gonna be like hey do you like it and they'll be like yeah but you need to change blah 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 and i'll be like okay well find someone else because i have a really specific vision for what i want and for the most part it's not going to change so uh so yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at i i have very strong feelings and big dreams um like big big dreams i really do like i'll i'll just be like hey i could see i'll say to my wife i'm like it'd be super cool if we could open for the lumineers at bonnaroo and she's like, she's like, okay. And I'm like, I know that's the problem with me dreaming, Casey. Like that's how big I dream, and that's why it scares me. You know. I mean, that's not really that big a dream. My dream is Madison Square Garden, so I'm like right in the ballpark, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just want to play music that that brings joy to people. Honestly, the music that I want to play, um, it's it's as deep as you want it to be or as fun as you want it to be. Like, mm. that, that's what I want. I want someone to listen to it and be like, oh, that was fun. I got my toe tap and I was dancing. That was good. And then I want another person to read the lyrics and be like, holy cow. Yeah. I, I wrote the best lyric. I'm going to brag on myself. I wrote the best lyric I've ever written about my faith um, okay. in the old time feeling song. And it's really simple. It's, um, uh, I've got this new thing creeping in my soul. It's a pardon, but I treat, I treat it like parole. Wow. And 
that's me. Like, I feel yeah. like I have to be this good person and earn God's love. And he's like, hey, man, I already pardoned you. Like, why yeah. are you doing that? And so someone would hear old time feeling and just slap their knee and dance and have fun. And another person could really like dive into it and be like, oh, oh, that's me. Like, I've really I I have those anxieties. I have those fears, you know. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at as a songwriter. I like I like writing sad songs that sound happy, and uh, and at at the end I give them a little a little antidote. I give them a little like this is this is a little hope at the end of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped. I don't I don't know I don't know what it's gonna be, um, but uh, hopefully one of these weeks months years you're gonna hear about norris the terrible and then remember it from the chef's meal podcast where because you know lifetime is the timeline and that's what kind of what to segue into because for me even if i don't make it right yeah. even if it takes forever i really don't care i just want to keep making the music mm. because it's what i love doing right so even if it takes me till i'm 60 then great if not then it is what it is yeah yeah i mean goodness some good stuff man well should we uh should we segue into another yeah do whatever you want i, I mean you told me i usually do 10 to 20 minutes with people i'm like yeah well you <laughs> haven't like, talked yeah. to me <laughs> i don't want to keep too much though because i feel like we have a lot to kind of go over oh and yeah we can we can always we can always check back in because <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a it's like a full-blown, almost hour episode here, which is perfect. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you know what? How about we do some closing? Yeah. So, like I mentioned, I hear the Chef's Meal. We just kind of talk about whatever it is with whoever it is that we were talking to. But for the time being, Marcus, would you like to give our listeners where they can catch you? Any of your handles whatsoever? Yeah, yeah. And can I plug my podcast? <clears throat> <coughs> Sorry, you cut out. What'd you say? I'll go for it. Okay, cool. All right. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter um, at Mr. Underscore Bestavez. Um, you can follow my podcast at Boxers, B-O-X-E-R-S podcast. I do it with a dear friend of mine, Wesley. And we, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we review movies that are currently at your red box or on like streaming services and stuff like that. Um, and we predominantly go spoiler free and we're also a relatively clean podcast, although Wesley likes to say some swears. So I bleep him. I bleep him. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> right now we're just kind of working through, uh, Oscar season stuff. Uh, we just did an episode about first man, um, which, um, spoiler we called hot garbage. When a movie is hot garbage then we can spoil the crap out of it but besides that and then more recently <clears throat> we we just reviewed um uh, oh what's the lady gaga movie i can't uh stars born stars born did you like that i like that movie bro that the song at the beginning what is the song uh black that he was playing yeah I don't remember, but I, I remember the exact scene, yes. It's called Black Eyes, I think. Black eyes are open wide. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone's waiting for you. And that's uh, dude, it's like the guitar. I that song's my jam. That's actually my favorite song in the album. Um, yeah. but that so that movie was what we call a double box thumbs up magoo, which means oh. which means it was a double own it for us. Like we both loved it so much we had to own a copy of it. So Oh, man. Um, so yeah, we review movies and um, sometimes we're funny and it's like half hour episodes. Would love for you guys to come check us out. If you love it, please subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Um, and that's it. I'm not telling you where to find me on Facebook because I don't want you to have me. <laughs> Quick little out of the thing, out of shower, I mean, out of shower, out of the star is born. Do you remember the last song that Lady Gaga sings? Uh, I don't, I don't remember how it goes. I remember the, the moment. Something with another kiss, something the last whatever. Okay. Now, so I, just for me personally, right? I was crying 
Yeah. Only because I understood what the filmmaker was trying to do. And this will be like into our next thing because I've been diving way, 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 way into the deep end with filmmaking and doing camera work and doing vlogs and, and videos and just all in general how to do about this stuff. I exactly knew when they were going to go back to Bradley and sing that little offbeat, him drunk, him all wasted yeah. on the piano. I sobbed right there and then. Oh, I, so I, good. I, I, I felt it. I felt down. And I said to my wife, F this guy. I exactly knew it was coming. Yeah. I don't want to watch it anymore. Dude, now that movie is incredible. Uh, and actually, my buddy had a, an interesting theory about that. We don't have to talk too much about Stars Born. But <clears throat> the, remember when she goes to the rehab facility? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that... Uh, and this is, this might be a little bit of a spoiler, so maybe fast forward this part of the podcast if you haven't seen *A Star Is Born*. But remember when she shows him the song? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way he reacts is kind of like really surprised and uh-huh. and like nervous and apologetic. And I and my buddy was like, I think that that song was supposed to be like a suicide note. Ah. And like that's why he wrote it because he knew he was gonna have to leave her, and and so she found it and he's alive and that was like super embarrassing. So when you see that moment, you're like, oh, like it makes it makes his reaction make more sense. Yeah, you know I mean? it kind of makes sense now that you you've mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, that movie's powerful. That movie got oh. snubbed, so snubbed. Yeah. I know. I, I I really enjoyed everything, the filmmaking, everything. The color grading was spot on. I hate this little teal and orange, but we will talk about that on another segment altogether. Okay, we'll we'll talk we'll talk movies next time. All right, I mean, thank you so much, guys. Again for the chef's meal every Thursday we post. Thank you again, I'm Mr. Marcos Estevez. Absolutely, and check out the Boxers podcast. <clears throat> check them out, ladies and gentlemen. We out. <laughs>